welcome to the Game Quad, the podcast for gamers everywhere. My name is Jason. And my name is Chris. We're back, folks, after what? Um, like a year of hiatus? Yeah, a year. Getting arrested in Haiti. <laughs> and possibly, I'm not saying anything, drug running in Russia. But. <laughs> or it could just be life got in the way. That too. We, um, both of us graduated from high school. So now we're out in the cold, cruel world and trying to find jobs. <laughs> but we're here, and I've been waiting to get back into this for a while, so I'm stoked. What about you? Oh, I, I'm really glad we're finally getting back I into know. this. It's been too long. <laughs> we announced our top ten like back early January, and now all everyone's just like, oh, man, I can't wait to hear their top ten. Oh, well, I hope you are. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still listening, yeah, here it exactly. is, finally. <laughs> uh, well, I know we do have a one fan on facebook which i can't remember the name to help me but uh thank you <laughs> and from uh, our numbers people are downloading it so it's good to hear um yeah it's good to hear we're out of at least a small fan base if any so i released a little episode a little while ago talking about my year and gaming and what's going on this past year what has gone on with you chris well since our last podcast obviously i got better yeah, he was sick the last time. I'm not sick this time. Thank and, God. You know, as Jason said earlier, we all graduated from high school. I got my license, got my car, mm-hmm. quit my job <laughs> for uh, health reasons and medical issues. <laughs> and the manager pissed me off. But quit my job, so now I'm jobless and looking for another job. Um, as am I. I enrolled in college. I am a college student now. I'm studying hopefully to become a major psychology with a minor in music history or performance or something i don't know yet something with music that's about all i know and i've done way more gaming recently than i have in a while i don't know i'd say i've put in the last couple months easily 300 hours into gaming really and that's how much I would do in, like, six months. Oh, yeah, I hear and it's you. like, over the last, you know, couple weeks, I've just been gaming, gaming, gaming. I mean, that's that's what happens. I mean, me as well. I mean, I don't have a job right now. I uh, got, I quit my job at Best Buy. Just, it's a good job, I'll tell you that, but really, just some of the people there, you know, not, not too good of people. But, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happens. But the that's thing is, life. that's life, and... I'm in a position right now where I don't need a job, and I'm trying to find a full-time job, so it'll all work out. Um, uh, just bummed I don't get that discount anymore. But, <laughs> but Discounts are nice. I took advantage of a little bit of it while I was there, so we're all good. Um, but awesome. We're back, and I guess we should get an episode going on, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's start this puppy up it's our top 10 oh top 10 games but first we do have a rather interesting piece of news for (laughs) y'all so chris has the full details on that so chris why don't you tell us about that for all the computer internet surfers and for all the computer savvy people most of you should know about the sopa bill for those of you who don't know what the sopa bill is sopa stands for stop online piracy act and it's basically, in a nutshell, the government, if this act passes, is granting large corporations, basically the entire media industry, the power to shut down any website, foreign or domestic, that 
have any pirated material. That means, like, you know, your Pirates Bay, that's going to definitely get shut down yeah. if this, you know. And then your social media sharing stuff, like Frostwire and Livewire, um, those are definitely going to get it shut down. But sites that could come into this, come into the range of, you know, they might get attacked by this bill are like Google and YouTube mm -hmm. and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And since there's a video that they um, posted that basically explained it in a nutshell, but in the time it took them to film that video, they changed the bill to where not only can like Facebook, for instance, get shut down if they don't filter out any pirated material, which can be anything from a picture to posting song lyrics. Yeah, exactly. You go on Facebook, you sing a song with a song in the background, they can take that yeah, off. Yeah, they will, they will take that down. Um, Facebook would have to take that down within five days or face getting sued and shut down. And the person who posted it on the first offense will get five years in federal prison. So... Everybody knows about these guys. Everybody with a PlayStation. Exactly. Anyone Anonymous. Who's exactly. They are not happy mm -mm. with Sony right now because Sony, just like Nintendo and EA, are backing this bill. They are saying, you know, this bill needs to come full force and it needs to pass through the laws into law. And Anonymous is not happy. Mm-hmm. So Anonymous, not too long ago, just released a YouTube video basically telling Sony, we are after you. We are shutting you down. Again. And I'm quoting them from this. They say, we will remove your phantom from the internet. So they are, they are not happy. And not only are they not happy, now in there they say they're going after some other targets. You're going to laugh when you hear these names, <laughs> but... They're going after Justin Bieber, yep. Lady, Gaga, Lady Gaga, Kim Kardashian, and Taylor Swift. Why? Because with Justin Bieber and Lady Gaga, Sony is behind them. I mean, they are the ones who are their record company. I mean, they own the records. With Kim Kardashian, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure Sony owns the networking rights to the show. I believe they do. And I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift is also on Sony's records. Those are huge names that Sony is backing, and they're getting some serious cash out of this. So if you've got, you know, one of the biggest hacking hacking communities out there going after your main bankroll, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm, exactly. So, I mean, this isn't the first time it's happened. I mean, what was it? I think it was early April. Yeah, that, PlayStation uh, yeah, Network PlayStation comes down. Network they bring down. that down. It um costing them millions of dollars in repairs. And it was down for two months, I believe, a full two months or so. Mm -hmm. I believe that's what it was. I know I got we got it back um, June third, I believe. PlayStation Network came back online along with the Welcome Back program because I remember that vividly. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why is Anonymous focused on Sony so much? You know, I'm not too familiar with Anonymous's background history with Sony, mm -hmm. but they're definitely attacking Sony because Sony is behind this bill. And in this, in this pot, er, in the video that they release, they basically they ta they're targeting Sony and they're saying Sony, we're coming after you. But towards the end, it's really cryptic when they say it. But they're saying, all you supporters of this act, you should have known about us. Yeah. 
and we are they're basically saying we're coming after you once we take down sony and they even they in their um i guess not as many people as we would think have heard about them and they say in there if you doubt our power listen to what we've done we got into bank of america the department of defense lockheed martin and the united nations in one day i mean it, these guys mean business sony i think you need to watch out they and need really to, yeah. cover your butts this time i mean this is they're coming for you and they're coming hard i mean it's a scary thought just i mean if they could take that down i mean I sh i'm sure they've already brought down sony once and they've got millions of people's credit card numbers and all that and they they're good at that mm -hmm. and it, it's scary i mean i have my information on the playstation network i i only put it on after anonymous attack and now they're threatening this i'm like eh, i may want to take my personal information off there i mean i don't want none of that happen to me yeah i mean you know it's kind of bad of me to say it but i'm supporting anonymous in this i think really well they, i don't like they've yeah. got the right They've got the right reasons, but they're doing it the, the wrong, wrong way. way. I, because I don't like the bill. I mean, right? I no, don't like the bill. I've read all seventy-three pages of that bill. Me, me as well. Just so I can understand exactly what it's saying, and in there, it's the wording is so vague <laughs> that it lends for the exact same thing China's doing. Really, I mm -hmm. mean, it lends for censorship of everything. I mean, they're, they're like vigilantes. They really Vision, are, yeah. and it's. I mean, it's giving Hollywood and the entire media industry, which, by the way, does not make up nearly as much of our, you know, federal funding and mm -hmm. income as the internet does. I mean, they're trying yeah. to police the internet. Exactly. The thing that organizes, you know, organizes all of this stuff. Like, we couldn't do our podcast without the internet. Yeah, exactly. Egypt couldn't have happened without the internet. The whole toppling of the regime yep, there. Exactly. It couldn't have happened. I mean... This is where we go. This is, yeah, this is the new society. Like, it's a little mini world inside of there. This is what we do. Could and... we survive without the internet? Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it wouldn't be as easy. I mean, communication would be, we have to go back to writing letters. We have yeah. to just call, call on the phone. We couldn't do any, any uh, and online stuff. And a yeah. lot of these big things that have happened in the world, of these toppling, these corrupt regimes... That stuff couldn't happen nearly as fast or as organized without the internet. So, you know, the internet is doing a lot of good things for the world as well as some bad. But, you know, in reality, the media industry doesn't make up as much money as we make them out to. And they should not have this power. The thing is, not only are the major corporations at risk, such as Sony and all that, um, by uh, Anonymous, but with this bill, even private uh websites mm -hmm. that, like um what comes to mind that guy with the glasses.com which uh hosts uh many uh videos from the internet uh they're a big uh they're a big uh big love out there on the internet i mean we watch the huge. nostalgia critic yeah i mean huge we love it and they they make a lot of money doing it and they're just putting up their reviews of movies reviews of video games reviews of comic books and because they're doing this they're threatened to get shut down Mm-hmm. And it really sucks because personally, me and Chris have started our own production company, Hillstar Productions, and we want to start start getting into that business. So. Yeah, and they could easily sh a shut us down and b arrest us, fine us or anything. Yeah, arrest like us, fine us, sue us, anything for any sort of 
copyright that we could put out there. Like, say we did a video, and in a f- two-second flash, oh, yeah. you see, like, something like a Best Buy sign. Exactly. That's copyrighted information, people. They would shut us down so easily. I mean, with that. and even think about, like, the videos we watch, say, on what we're just talking about, Nostalgia Critic. He has, Im- he has movies in there. He shows, like, images from... That is huge. Like, he, like with all that on there, like, he'll probably be, if this passes, he'll probably be one of the first places to shut down. Yeah, even wearing designer, designer clothing, clothes. Yeah, exactly. That could get you shut that down. That is unbelievable. If you see the name on that designer's clothing or the logo, that's copyrighted information. That could get you shut down and sued. Oh, I'm getting heated. <laughs> all uh, right. Well, I think it's ridiculous, but how about we get to a more nice topic for the evening? <laughs> We are doing our top 10 favorite games of all time. Now, why are we doing this so early in our podcast years is just so you can get an idea of what games we like, what our tastes in video games are, right? Exactly. So we made a top 10 list. We have some honorable mentions that we'll mention at the end. But um, when we start out, Chris, why don't you give us your number 10 game? My number 10 game is StarCraft. Mm-hmm. And I, I was on a band tour. A few years back when I discovered this game, I was walking around in Missoula, Montana, and I walked into the GameStop, mm-hmm. and I see this game, and like <laughs> I was really big into computer gaming back then, especially like your real-time strategies. So I walk in there, and there's this battle chest, and I think, ooh, battle chest, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> and I look at it, and it's this game called StarCraft, and I'd heard of it before, but I've never really like known what it was. So I took a chance. It was 10 bucks, so I spent 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Got one of the greatest games I've ever played. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love the game. Its story is spotty at times, mm-hmm. but it's still something that you can follow and get into. And you feel like once you're done with a level, at least for me, you feel like you've done some genuine good to this fake world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it leads to a lot of awesome bloodshed of little 16-bit characters. And who doesn't like that? So here's my question. Why StarCraft 1 and not StarCraft 2? StarCraft 1 was really the game that I fell in love with, and with StarCraft 2, I mean, the gameplay they kept pretty much the same, the mechanics and stuff were the Mm -hmm. same, and they left off pretty much exactly where the first one did, or where the first one ended. But, like, one of the things that I didn't like about it, and I know this is a really bad reason to knock number two off my list, but when, (laughs) when you're... You know, in the menus and stuff, it's like an interactive menu, and like you can go to the bar on this planet, or you can go into the engineering bay and stuff. But in the bar, when you go to the jukebox, I was looking through the music just to see what kind of background music I could get playing, and there was one, and it was Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. But it was a horrible, horrible cover of the song oh, that no. I hated. <laughs> so, like, the music wasn't very good in the game, and like the cutscenes were, you know. Especially the opening cutscene, it had me misled. I mean, I didn't really read the box or anything about the game when I got it. I just knew, StarCraft Two, gotta get it, because I love the first one. And, you know, the opening graphics are really good. I mean, they did a good job with these cutscenes. And then you go into gameplay, and it's the exact same as the first StarCraft. So that was really misleading for me, and I didn't like the transition between, you know, the kind of like 64 or 16-bit gameplay... Mm-hmm to the really nice graphics of the cutscene back to the 64-bit gameplay. I mean, it was just... See, I, It wasn't yeah. for me. I understand that. I mean, I've listened to podcasts and i listen to other people that they are firm. If the graphics don't look good, they won't play. It has to be the biggest, newest, best graphics. Mm-hmm. And I could not disagree with more with that. 
I will, yeah, same here. Right? I will go back and play NES. I will go play the horrible Polygon uh, N64 uh, PS, PS1 when it was first coming out. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, if the game's good, I don't care about graphics. Yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll if see. the game is good, yeah. the graphics don't matter. Exactly. they shouldn't. No, uh, StarCraft is good. When did that come out? Do you know? It no. was night. It was like late 90s. I believe. I want to say early 2000s. I've had that think... game. I've had that game for a few years now, and it was pretty cheap when I bought it. So it means it's been because I know it was about it was about a 10 year difference between because Starcraft 2 came out in like 2009, right? Late 2009, I think so. And I think it was like 10 years of no Starcraft. But no, that's right. a good choice. I've seen it. It's a RTS, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, RTSs aren't my thing, but I totally understand the allure to them. So no, that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Um. My number ten is also the is the most obscure game on my list <laughs> that probably okay. none of you have heard oh, heard of, <laughs> but it's nostalgic for me and I just love it. <laughs> my number ten is a game called Beyond the Beyond. Oh. <laughs> it was it was voted by Adam Sessler of X Play the second worst RPG of all time, <laughs> and <laughs> it was released in 1996. It was one of the first... I think it was the second game I ever played. And I love it. I mean, it's cheesy. It's a it's an RPG. And the... Like, it looks a bit like Final Fantasy VII type thing. Mm-hmm. Just not... Doesn't look as pretty. Uh, it can get really annoying at times because they have the random encounters. Like, you're walking through a forest and just... You fight. But then you walk like two feet. You fight. Type <laughs> thing. And I'm just... It bugs me, but it's been, what, let's see, uh, 16 years almost since it was released, and I haven't beat it. <laughs> I'm close, but it's so hard. But I, I, I love the game, and I know people will criticize me, but that is purely the one nostalgic game. I love it just because it's nostalgic. Now, see, I have a funny a funny story with that game because like you know really nobody knows about that game and i walked into my local you know mom pa game shop which unfortunately now has been, been closed you know they've yeah. been closed for a while because gamestop basically took over our town but um i saw the game and i had just bought <laughs> an old school playstation like it was one of the first ones it wasn't even the nice one it was one yeah. of the first ones with just like two buttons and hey. just enough room for a disc mm-hmm <laughs> um, I looked at it and I'm like, dude, what is this game? He's like, you know, I really don't know. I never played it, and it ran new too. It had never been opened. So wow. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna buy this just to see what it is. I got ten minutes into the game and returned it. <laughs> that game just, I could not stand it. I, I really couldn't. The thing is, I can't. I'm not gonna disagree with you because it is. It's annoying as hell, and it just bugs me and i have to turn it off for a few months but then i man i really need to get through that i want to get the story i just want to know what's going on then it just bugs me but i love it It it's like i just have to keep (laughs) coming back to it but that's my number 10 that is probably the easiest game that could get bumped off my list but for right now i love it i just need a really good nostalgic game on there (laughs) so what about you you're number nine sir all right number nine um a lot of people think, if you really knew me, that this game would be higher up on my list, like in maybe like five or four, but it's not. It's Halo Combat Evolved, the oh. first one. 
Dun, 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 dun. And like, you know, I'm a big fan of the Halo series. The only Halo game I didn't like was Halo Wars well, because it was an RTS for the Xbox. I mean, that didn't compute with me because like I play so many RTSs on the computer, it just didn't work for me. So like I didn't like that one, and it didn't really seem to me to contribute anything to the Halo storyline. But mm-hmm. you know, well, that was one of the first games I played, you know, on the Xbox when my buddy first got it, and I loved it. I fell in love with it. It really redefined the shooter genre. Oh, it is. It's epic. I mean, it's great. It, how long has it been out since two thousand one? Ten years later. Yeah. When I was working at Best Buy, they're still selling it. Yeah, I know. They're and still I, selling Combat Evolved, and it's still like what thirty bucks over there. Uh, it's expensive. I know it's like twenty. I think it's twenty twenty five bucks. It is. I mean, everyone loves it. Yeah, I it, have it on my my Xbox. I mean, I, it was so popular yeah. they just went and revamped the graphics and released the ten year anniversary. Exactly. Edition. I have yet they have to that play as, it. I know, but, but it. That's the power of this game. It re it defined um, first person shooters again, like what Doom did. Exactly. Like it. It definitely one ups the genre, and, and there's for me that was a huge thing. They're still I, going. I mean, what Halo Four? Has yeah, been Halo Four has been announced, and so, then they've got Reach, which Reach. is the prequel. Yeah, um, the three Halos: Halo Wars, ODST. I mean, it's a big genre. Um, no, I I don't have any Halos on my list, but that's uh, that's definitely an, an honorable mention in there. Um, my personal favorite of the Halos, I love the first Halo. But the first Halo I actually played was Halo Two, and I, I remember. I yeah, remember that? that. I remember that. And I forced I, him yeah. to buy the silver box. Yeah, that was awesome. I loved Halo Two. Um, I still I have Halo Two still, and I play it. I love it. Uh, Halo Three I haven't beaten yet. I've been playing it, and it's good. It's just for some reason I think I just really like the twos in the series and serieses. And I don't know why, just because it's not the beginning, so you know story, but it's not the end, so you know you have more coming right. type thing. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. Halo Combat Evolved was an epic game. Yeah. They're just an epic franchise. And what is your number nine going <laughs> My number nine, speaking of number twos, is another number two. And this number two is Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> Released in 2005. Um... I became a big fan of the original Kingdom Hearts. It was on the PS2. Just, I didn't play Final Fantasy, so I didn't really know the Final Fantasy co- uh, characters. But I was a Disney freak. I loved everything Disney, and the fact that you could see Donald Duck and Goofy like being badass—it's <laughs> just awesome. And I and I loved it. And then Kingdom Hearts Two came out, and it it totally revamped it. And just I the. There's some annoying things about uh, the first Kingdom Hearts. It gets really repetitive after a while with the fighting and all that. Kingdom Hearts 2 introduced new powers, new moves you could do when fighting. Introduced an awesome storyline, awesome music. I mean, for goodness sake, I have part of the soundtrack on my iPod from Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> and it's it's just really, really cool. I love it. Uh, I've probably put 100 hours in that game easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean... I put so much hours trying to get everything, go to everywhere, do all the big fights, find the... There's a secret boss fight in it. Well, it's not secret, but it's not on the main quest, where you have to get as high as a level as you can, and this boss is the hardest boss in the game. Like, I think it's twice as hard as the last boss, and it's Sephiroth from Final (laughs) Fantasy VII. And, like, seriously, I played uh, for hours getting my leveled up to fight Sephiroth, 
that was probably one of the most epic boss battles I had. And then at the <laughs> end, you don't beat him, which kind of bummed me out. You just weaken him, and then Cloud comes in and then takes it over. I was like, damn, I did all the work. Yeah, no kidding. But no, uh, have you ever tried played it? I have, and I beat the first one. I got about halfway through the second one, and then we had to sell our PlayStation. Because, oh, yeah. Well, we didn't actually sell it. We threw it away because it broke. Because we had... In our in our game library, when we had the PlayStation Two, uh, Lego Star Wars. Oh yeah, ours was one of those really weird copies with the blue bottom. And yeah, we play. My brother played that so much that my PlayStation could only read the blue bottom games, mm-hmm. of which we oh. only had Lego Star Wars and um, shoot, Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. Those and be, yeah. uh, we ended up having to throw it away because, like, those were really the only two games we could ever find with those Ubox. That's a so. bummer. So you didn't get to finish Kingdom Hearts No, too. I never got I would to finish go, it. I would have gone insane if I wouldn't have been able to do it. I mean, I sold my PS2 um, back in 2008, I believe, with you. Right. We went there and I uh, sold that. it. Got yeah. a, sold it for Grand Theft Auto 4 and an extra Xbox controller. <laughs> of which he doesn't use I don't. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, I actually just sold that. <laughs> <laughs> mention up. Oh man, no more Halo time. No. What the heck, man? Boo hoo. But um, <laughs> uh, just last year, actually, for my birthday, I came into some money, and I went on Amazon, and I bought a PlayStation Two, one of the slim ones, because I had one of the fat ones. I got a whole library of games. Got Kingdom Hearts, uh, some of the old ones I played like X Two, Wolverine's Revenge, old Spider Man, Red Faction. And I just dug it, and I still play it. I love PS2. It's one of my favorite game consoles. But, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2 is most definitely one of my favorites on the PlayStation 2. <laughs> I love that game. Uh, what about your number eight, sir? My number eight is a game that I played a lot when I was a kid, and then I took a huge break. But just recently, I started playing it again. It's Kirby 64. Oh, I love Kirby 64. And I just recently found out you can get exploding ninja stars. So, you know, (laughs) what could be cooler than a pink thing throwing exploding ninja stars and, like, hitting people in the face and making them explode and die? I mean, that is awesome. And Nintendo 64 graphics. No kidding, right? No. um, I don't know. I've beaten that game hundreds of times. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's simple, but it's hard at the same time. Especially with my copy, because my copy got damaged a while back in a move that we went through. Um, We had moved from town to town, back into Kalispell, actually. And part of the underside got scratched. So now my health meter doesn't update. And it's really weird, because like I'll get hit a couple times, and like the little health bar doesn't go down. And then I'll go into a new area, and then all of a sudden it's down to where my health is. And it's just really, really odd. I don't understand why it does that, but it does. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming something got damaged, but... How did it get damaged? I don't know. Did you know. just hear yourself? How, how did it get... What do you mean scratched? I don't know. On the bottom of what? Like, when you look at the end of cartridge. Okay, I'm making sure you... I'm I thought you were talking about a disc. No. Because you said on the other no, side no, no. of the disc. When you look at the N64 cartridges, it's got that little like weird chip thing. And yeah, I'm assuming, that guy... I'm assuming somewhere on there is going to be a scratch, scratch or something. Okay, I was making sure. But like, it was put in a box, and in that box was a bunch of other N64 games, and they were bouncing around, and we hit a bump, and a couple games got ruined because another box fell on top of it. So, I don't know. 
it's weird but it's still fun because yeah. everything else works except for the health meter and i'm okay with that <laughs> that's uh i mean i love the n64 it's great and uh just uh, just so you folks know with all these games in our top 10 they're definitely going to have their own episode so oh, we're, yeah. we may not be going every single one we may not be going in depth with them because we're going to be talking about these beasts in time to come but yeah that's a good pick i mean i loved in 64 um my favorite on the 64 was uh star wars shadows of the empire yeah yeah, yeah i remember game. that one that was I epic that, that and uh super mario 64 i loved it but uh no that's a good pick i mean good good retro gaming yeah um it's your number eight my yeah. friend my no- it's another number two. Oh my goodness <laughs> i like i said i do like sequels and um my n- number eight is god of war 2 ha how did i see that one coming i love god of war i discovered it when i was about 13 years old and i and it was the bloodiest game i ever played and i just loved it uh and i i just dug it i mean i loved greek mythology and i got into that i mean i even tried to convince my sixth grade teacher of letting me bring it in and let me show people (laughs) it's it's educational we're we're discussing mythology we gotta play god of war (laughs) and then um I just I got God of War two when it came out I believe uh, two thousand seven yeah um, and it uh, it was just epic I mean they added new powers new moves the story the story in God of War two and God of War three are connected I mean the story of God of War one is pretty much self contained they if they didn't get time to do a sequel it was okay because he became the new God of War and it was it that's what happened in God of War two. It shows him getting betrayed by the gods, by Zeus, who, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, he is his father. <laughs> okay, I guess that's not that big a deal now. <laughs> but now that I, everybody knows, I mean, hey, you know what? Your game already came out, dude. I know, but it surprised me. <laughs> Just in case, that would suck if you hadn't played God of War two or God of War three, and I spoiled that. But oh. any, any who's. <laughs> After being dramatic or trying to be dramatic, um, the storyline was just great. So they put in so much more with the Greek mythology, with the Titans and all that. Uh, you fly Pegasus through it, for goodness' sake. Uh, go through, go to the Fates, and try to move time back. It was just epic. I loved God of War two. Uh, I love God of War three as well, but I love God of War two more. I love the story of God of War two more. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's epic. I got it on the god of war collection for the ps3 and it's good if you i think the god of war collection now is like 30 bucks that is definitely something if you have a ps3 to invest your money in you get god of war one and two in hd graphics with trophies (laughs) a little pimping of a game there well what are we on now number seven yes sir what is your number seven sir game you actually mentioned earlier oh really super mario 64 oh yeah i love that game to death i mean that is one of the games that i can just play over and over and over mm-hmm. although the one thing that uh pissed me off is like when i was a little kid you know they told you you get 100 stars you get yoshi 120 yeah i just remember but they told me 100 oh so i get 100 stars it's like where's my yoshi oh i hated that Instead, they gave me a hundred lives or something like that. Where's my Yoshi? And I oh. got really depressed, and I never played past that. But I, when I got uh, older, mm-hmm. I found out that it was 120 stars. Yeah. And so I went and got my 120 Did you? stars and got Yoshi. Oh, man. I've never like, been able to do that. 
the one part of the game that would always irritate me and it always took me hours to beat was the third bowser fight and it was always just the third one yep and it was like you know the first one and the second one were pretty straightforward yeah well it just it was the final boss right right it it just it took song you instead of one hit you had to hit three hits and on the after the second hit the play starts falling apart Yeah, and it's like this isn't okay but you know i loved that game i loved all the little hats you could get oh i know the flying flying hat was my favorite the um the one lets you pass through stuff, the invisible one. Yeah, my f- the, my favorite hat was the flying hat oh, yeah. because I would just, like, dive bomb people. With I mean, it. Uh, the way you discovered the hat was epic. You go into the middle hall where a light's shining down. Right, and you look up, light. and it's like you wouldn't think about it. And then, yeah, like, you, you just know, where's up. this light coming from? You look up, and then there you go. You, you start flying. Hat. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, epic. No, I'm not. I uh, have a Wii, and I that was the first game I got on the virtual marketplace. I got Super Mario 64 because I needed to play it again. But no, epic choice. Yeah, what's your number seven? My number seven is a tie. (laughs) But this is a tie that you can people should be able to understand. If you know me, you probably know what some of my favorite games of all time are. And what is that, Chris? (laughs) Oh, my brain is not working. You're a dork. You know, I don't know why. I'm going to kick you off here. Resident Evil. <laughs> My seventh... <laughs> really? Because I was going to say the evil resident. The evil resident. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe alone in the dark, considering how you react when you see the zombies in that game. Ugh, don't even <laughs> talk to me. But no, uh, Resident Evil, I love the Resident Evil series. And my number seven is a tie between the original Resident Evil 1 on the PlayStation and the remake of Resident Evil 1 on the GameCube. See, I never played the remake. I've only played the original. See, I love the original... And on some levels, I have to think that's the one that has to be there. But when I think about it, I played the remake, and it scared me. Because the first Resident Evil, when I was a kid, scared me. But now, it's just, it doesn't scare me. Resident Evil 2 still freak you out. Um, the graphics on the GameCube were stunning. Like, it looks almost as good as this new HD quality type papers. Uh, type... <laughs> what? <laughs> type pa- He's pointing to a paper. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my goodness yes sorry yes indeed he's pointing to a paper because he needs to write down stuff whatever any who's i digress um but i played the new resident evil remake and they redesigned the mansion it looked so much better they put new rooms new monsters new uh, new parts <laughs> of the game in there and i loved it and it's and it still scares me uh it's really epic it's the same storyline from the original resident evil but new monsters like lisa trevor which is this deformed like chick who got injected with like the g virus type thing who's really cool one of the best resident evil bosses out there you can play as chris jill and it's really epic and both of them i actually have just been doing a resident evil uh playthrough Uh, i played resident evil 1 for ps1 uh, resident evil 2 resident evil 3 Uh, i finished code veronica last night and moving on to four tonight probably um but yeah, I love Resident Evil and the original and the remake. Yeah, number seven. I, I'm not gonna argue. Oh with no, that. It's, it, I, I mean, you know, before I knew Jason, I I'd never really played the Resident Evils because I never, you know, really knew what they were. And then I, you know, meet Jason and go and first couple of times over at his house, we played like Halo, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, dude, have you ever heard of the Resident Evils?" I'm like, "Yeah, but I've never played them." And then he totally got me hooked. Yeah, one word, one little phrase, 
for itchy tasty. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, anyone a fan one of, of the very few <laughs> game references that I will always <laughs> laugh about because this is so funny. Yeah, any of you for itchy tasty. Um, off uh, off the record for a moment, I was playing Resident <laughs> Evil Five Gold Edition. And in one of the new chapters, you get to go back and, like, relive, like, the mansion incident in, like, a new way. And they have the file there that you can read. And it says, and for it's it's tasty. tasty. Yes. And I'm like, yes, this is epic. I think I was like, I can't wait for Chris to see this. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's epic, though. Um, what are we on, six? Yeah. So why don't we move to your number six, sir? All right. My number six is a number two for once. Hmm. Don't give me crap anymore. It's um Battlefield 2 for the Xbox 360. I... I really like this game. I mean, I don't like it for the story. I think the story, personally, is pretty forgettable. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, the only thing I ever remember from the story in both Bad Company and Bad Company 2 is Sarge always bitching about never getting to retire. That's all I remember, because it was just so stupid and so repetitive and so annoying to me. But the reason I love the second one is the multiplayer is awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I mean, granted, it doesn't give you, like, the customizable capabilities of, like, Modern Warfare 2 and, you know, all the newer shooters and stuff, but, like, I think I really like it because it has real bullet physics. Really? Like, with the sniper rifles, the bullet will drop. Really? And I'm not going to lie, I got pretty pro at that. That's cool. There's one level for all of you players who actually have played the game and know what I'm talking about. There's the one desert level... And the attacker spawn during um, Conquest mm -hmm. is way far away. It's probably the longest distance on a multiplayer map without the map packs. And there, in the very cor far corner, there's a sniper tower that somebody always climbs because they figure, I'm going to get up here before they can get down here, and I'll just pick them off before they can get to our base. Well, I was standing at the attacker spawn, and the guy climbed up there, nailed him. And it's like a marksman bonus of like over 3,000 points or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just insane. Like, you would never actually be able to make this shot in the real world, even with all the real bullet physics and stuff. It was like, how did I do this? But I got pretty pro at it. And my buddy and I would, he'd come over and we'd eat pizza and just play for hours. It's a great game, in my opinion. The graphics are nice and destructible environment lends for some really funny instances and in gameplay. So, I like it. What do you think about the new um, uh, games, uh, new war games that came out? Modern Warfare 3 and Battlefield 3. I haven't played them. I haven't played them yet? Well, I lied. I have played them for mm -hmm. like 10 minutes. For like 10 minutes? Um, over at my college, they do a monthly game tournament, and the last one they did was Modern Warfare 3. And so I got to you know sample the multiplayer on that, but to me, it's just like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And, like, we didn't get to do customizable classes and stuff, so I have no idea what's in store with that. And then I played, like, five minutes of the multiplayer for Battlefield 3, mm -hmm. and it's pretty much just like the second one, but bigger maps. And I didn't really get to fly any of the planes, I didn't get to drive any of the vehicles or anything, and I really only got the basic starting classes. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. The gameplay to me seemed a lot slower in both of them, actually, than on than you know Modern Warfare Two or Bad Company Two. Mm -hmm. And you know, granted, that's probably because I didn't give him much of a chance. Yeah. But the thing that pissed me off most was my buddy lent me his copy of Battlefield Three, mm -hmm. and like I played through part of the storyline and stuff. And 
I don't know. It, it seemed way too linear for me. Like, you could only go one specific way, and you mm-hmm. had to walk, like, on the exact line in order for the story to progress. Mm. See? So, and then, like, yeah. you have to have the battle code. <laughs> They're pulling a freaking home front, and you have to buy a battle code to play it online. And my mm-hmm. buddy had already used his, mm-hmm. so I couldn't use his, because he, he isn't going to play the game anymore. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't use his, and I didn't want to spend 800 Microsoft points on a code yeah. for a game that I'm borrowing. Exactly. So, See. and, like, with Homefront, you couldn't progra- progress past, like, level 5. Mm-hmm. With Battlefield 3, you can't even play the multiplayer oh, without really? the code. Oh, that's that sucks. And, I mean, granted, that's probably the way a lot of these war games are going to go. Yeah, I mean... And hopefully they don't make like you have to buy one code for every single game hopefully it's like you just buy one code and it works for all of the ea games on that profile i would think they're gonna make you buy yeah. everyone because that's how Microsoft. but if they're gonna is. do that then they need to at least drop the price of the game exactly because it's like another 10 bucks to buy the code to mm-hmm. play multiplayer so you're paying 60 bucks for the game and then another 10 bucks for multiplayer mm-hmm. i don't like that see I've never been a fan of these war games. Never. It just it just didn't interest me. I see the interest in them. I guess I, I can understand why people would like them. I've played them. It's fun to play multiplayer, but I just have never got into that. But um, I totally understand. I mean, I've seen the game. It looks cool. I've just... I'm more into, like, the fantasy type stuff type thing myself. Right. Sci- like, uh, right. fiction. Um, things that are too real are not... Don't interest me all that much. Right. But, um... Right, we should probably get moving along here. We're pushing oh, some serious time. <laughs> oh, they can deal with it. It's our top ten oh, favorite they games. they love us. <laughs> now, what about number six? Yes, sir. My number six, even though I just got off the whole fantasy thing, this number six is a more realistic game, but if you think about it, it's a lot more cartoony, too. My number six is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> I was never a fan of the Grand Theft Auto games, ever. Not when I was younger. I just thought, you know, that's trash. I don't want to play any of that. Then one of my buddies got me, uh, gave me a Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and I fell in love with it, dude. Like, to this day, I still play it. I just drive around on my motorcycle, just all around the whole huge map. That is one of the things. Three different cities, like backcountry and beaches and all that it's insane i mean it's not to mention that desert area the desert i know it's it has three cities that are based off los angeles las vegas and um san francisco and it's really really cool and the story surprisingly is really good it doesn't it has a little bit to do with like the mafia and organized crime like with what the other games do but it's more like gangbanger type stuff like boys in the hood type thing and if you want to get really creative, you could also enter cheat codes and go beat old women with a double-sided dildo. I mean... Oh, God! See, other game is going to let you do that. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I mean, it, with you get to fly planes. You get to drive trains. You get to helicopters, go into military bases, go on boats everywhere. It's so cool. I, I just love it. and It's still one of my favorite games. Is it child-friendly no oh by oh far. no it's probably Keep the your kids away from this game exactly. until they're 25 i wouldn't say that <laughs> far but i don't know but it, it is not an i mean a nice game i play grand theft auto 4 and personally with grand theft auto 4 i like the story more than i do in grand theft auto san andreas but i have more fun playing san andreas just because of the controls just because of you can go 
in the back country and do all that. Yeah. But, uh, nope. Yep. Number six. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. 2004, I believe it came out. Yeah. Yeah, we have some older games on here, but they're good. <laughs> I, I think I, I think you still probably have the oldest so far. Yeah. I don't <laughs> 1996. know. 1996. <laughs> I don't know. But I've got some ones that are some... pretty close down there, too. Yeah. All right. Now we're finally moving into our top five. Oh, our top Yay! five. Yay! <laughs> All right, my number five is a game I mentioned earlier in comparison with Battlefield. I Modern Warfare Two. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just recently went out and bought it again because I had to sell it a while back so I could get a different game. Um, my next game on my list actually is what I sold it for, <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed this game. I thought the story was well written. Probably not the best executed, but it was really well written. Same with the first one. And the customizable weaponry and just all the different things you can do in the multiplayer was uh, was definitely good. Yes. What is your problem? <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I'm not too into the, <laughs> the war games. But I'll admit, when you came over and we played Modern Warfare 2, uh, just killing each other, and I just... <laughs> He was running wussed around. out, okay. wussed out with the riot shield on Rust. Those of you who have played on the tiniest map, he's running around with a friggin' riot shield and was pissing me off. I, I was kicking his butt, and he's like, "I'm the I rocked this game. You never played it. I'm so gonna win. I got the riot." Yeah, shield. and then that he was... pulls out the riot shield, and it's like, God, I like it. That was and cool. then I ended up figuring out how to get around it. And yeah, and then I started not liking and it And then anymore. he started hating it again. <laughs> but no, like, I enjoy Modern Warfare 2. I'm pretty good at it, too, which definitely adds to the enjoyment factor. Like, one of my buddies, the other day, he got online. He's like, hey, do you want to play? And then, like, I'm a free-for-all player. And since we were in a party, he wouldn't let us do free-for-all. Mm -hmm. So we went and played Team Deathmatch, and I carried my entire team the entire time. Way to be. It was just like, you know, I had 24 kills and like three deaths, and then everybody else had like six kills and 20 deaths, and mm -hmm. made me feel really good about myself. Well, way to be. I mean, I'm not going to argue with it, because I do understand the allure. I mean, I'm in the minority, because it seems everyone's playing Modern Warfare out there. Yeah, yeah, I am really in the does. But, um, no, I agree. It's it's good. Way to be. Yeah. Um, My yeah. number five is a more recent game. 2009 it came out, and it's a game I literally discovered in October. Uh, my number five is Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. <laughs> I love the Uncharted games. They, it's a modern age Indiana Jones. And it's, it, it's like a mix between Indiana Jones and kind of like National Treasure. It's really, really good. I love it. The characters are hilarious. I, I've never laughed so hard at the game, I think, than I did at the Uncharted series. Uh, I played the first one, and I really liked it. I loved the characters, but really, the environments weren't that great. I mean, you're stuck on an island, the, really, the majority of the game, and it gets kind of repetitive. You're seeing trees yeah. and all that, and you go on the water once in a while, and then you're at some ruins in the back in the forest or the jungle. But it was good, and I couldn't wait to play the second one because I bought the Uncharted dual pack, so I got both of them. Started Uncharted 2 totally blown away this the environments in this game the set pieces in this game are incredible you go from a war engaged city to where things are just blown up around you where helicopters are chasing you go on a train going to the snowy mountains you're on this train in real time fighting all these bad guys 
trying to get to the front of the train, which is your objective, you get to a snowy mountain where you're fighting these, like, flipping Sasquatch creatures. And it really sticks out because this is Uncharted. You don't really... It sticks in the real world. You don't expect to see this. But the way they explain it is so cool. Like, it, it makes sense. It's, like, really, really epic. Um, this one, the first one, you're trying to find uh, El Dorado, which was... Um, they thought was the city of gold, but it's really like a golden statue type thing. Uncharted 2, you're on the quest to find the lost city of Shambhala, which is like Shangri-La type thing, you know? Right. Um, and it, it's epic at the end. I won't spoil it, but it's definitely something special. Um, it was really cool. On uh, Black Friday, they were having a big sale at Best Buy, and I got Uncharted 3 for 30 bucks. Nice. And it's a brand new game. Score. And I love Uncharted 3. I, I love the story. The characters are great. That's actually the first game I've really gotten into multiplayer online with. I've been doing a lot of that. And I love it, but I love Uncharted 2 more. Like I said, I like 2s. Um, the characters are really awesome. I think really just the set pieces and the places you go, I love more in Uncharted 2. But Uncharted 3 is a 5 out of 5. It's a masterpiece. I love it as well. <laughs> but uh, I was trying to keep ties and like series like minimal on this list. So I picked the best <laughs> out of that. So I got Uncharted 2. If you haven't tried it, you need to try it. It got, like, I think, like 40-something perfect scores Jeez. everywhere. Adam Sessler from X-Play, <laughs> even though I don't trust X-Play all the time, but with what he said, he said this was the best single-player experience he ever had. So, it's all around. People really do like Uncharted 2, and I love it. So. Right. See, I never got into the Uncharted series for well, you, a couple of reasons. A, I don't own a PlayStation. Exactly. B, I don't know. It's just like the whole Indiana Jones theme doesn't really appeal to me, but I started playing the first one, and I got to admit, it handles itself really well for as predictable as it gets. It, the first one, a little bit, but at the end, it tr I'll tell you this, at the end, it does throw a total curveball. You really? will never expect what's happening, and that's what happens in the Uncharted two and three. Right. Like they start doing that, and I'll tell you, if you ever do get a PS three, Uncharted the Uncharted series is the first games you need to play. Right. So I'm telling you, they are epic. Um. Alrighty, what are we on? Your number four, sir. My number four is the game that I sold my number five to get. Halo Reach. Got it the day it came out. Oh yeah. And we went. And it was me and a bunch of friends, and technically I bought three copies of it. One for me, two for two of my buddies who couldn't make it to the release at midnight. Wow. So I snagged their copies for them, and then um, we went and we basically sat in my basement for three days. And wow. Lights off, HD turned on, and we're all wearing <laughs> yeah. our special headsets, and <laughs> we went at it, and... I gotta admit, for being a prequel, they really tied everything in really well. Because in the first one, they mentioned Reach a lot. And mm -hmm. never having read the books, I had no idea what happened. And I don't know if the game follows the book or whatnot, but, you know, it explained a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that about it, is it explains the story, the beginning of the story. Yeah. And, you know... The graphics were really good. I oh, liked it. They look really so well good. Oh yeah, especially putting it on a 1080p. I mean, look screen. at that. Look at that compared to Halo Three. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Huge jump. Same console. Huge but... jump. And you know, you know, games are gonna just keep getting better and better in graphics with each installment that you're gonna get, mm -hmm. and probably with the exception of 
StarCraft 2. But, you know, gameplay-wise, it stuck more to the Halo 3 than anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of the buttons got switched around. They had the old configurations back in. But, like, you didn't need to play any of the Halo series to understand Reach. I mean, and Reach ends right where Halo 1 starts, Mm -hmm. which was really nice. The characters, I will admit, it was really funny with the whole who can die the most noble death competition. (laughs) And let me tell you, Cat definitely lost. I hate that character. (laughs) Cat was the one character I just could not stand cocky arrogant sorry for the expression bitch <laughs> oh God. i just could not stand her and when she got owned through the back of the skull with a freaking needle i couldn't stop laughing and like God. the whole room and all of six of us that were well, in that room and watched this happen and just cracked up wow what a bunch just, of deranged guys i know <laughs> and it was just hilarious to us because it's like oh bitch got served Wow. And we were happy, and I don't know, that was probably the only game I have ever bought that I played start to finish in one sitting. That's cool. I mean, it, it took us about three days to do it, and trust me, we were all pretty catatonic at the end of those three days. Yeah. But that is the one game that I played start to finish. That's cool. That I've done in one sitting. Oh, I have, um... I'm close in a lot of other games, but I've never done it in one sitting besides Halo Reach. What comes to mind with one sitting, one sit through, Resident Evil 5. The day it came out, I got out of school, went to GameStop, and got it, and literally sat down on my couch and played it for 14 hours. God. I, seriously, I was up forever, and I loved it. I think I was up to like 2, 3 in the morning. Resident Evil 5 was epic, but yeah, that's the one game I think I've actually sat and played right through. But with Halo Reach, I'll totally agree with you. I've seen it. It looks cool. Like, that's one of the the games I'm going to have to get on my Xbox. I mean, yeah, it's one of those games. It's definitely got its flaws. And if you're really going to nitpick at it, you can find quite a few things to nitpick. Mm -hmm. Like, um, if you guys ever get the chance, the dude who does zero punctuation, (laughs) Ben Yahtzee (laughs) Crocker. Love that guy. He went and he reviewed it. And he just couldn't stop nitpicking. And it's like, yeah, I can see where you would have these problems. But really... Who's going to think about that besides you when playing this game? I mean, that guy's cynical. He's really only said he's really enjoyed one game. Which is? You'll find out. (laughs) Because it's on my list. Oh, is it? Yeah, you'll find out eventually. Alrighty. And, you know, Halo Reach has its flaws, but those flaws are what can make it really good. Like, the flaw of me hating one of the characters. When she finally died, I enjoyed the game a lot more. <laughs> so, yeah. That's What's cool. your number four, my friend? My number four is a game you talked up to me, and I finally got it, and I fell in love with it. See, this game. you should listen to me more. I, <laughs> I don't know. You've, you've recommended some things that were kind of crappy to me. Yeah. Well, but this one is definitely something I have to thank you for. This game, besides probably my number one, is the game I put the most hours into. My number four is Fallout 3. <laughs> yes. I love Fallout 3. Fallout 3 is... I love open world games, and you can't get much more better with open world than Fallout 3. 
Ah, uh, the open world. I would beg to differ with that. Okay, well, I, we'll, we'll see the, get there. We'll get. We'll there. get there. Oh, well, that's the, but the thing is, I ha- I know what you're gonna say. I've played that, and also, I like the post-apocalyptic thing. Yeah, I love that, that was the, really well the, done throughout the entire Fallout series. The that was mutants, really well the ghouls. I I loved it. The story. Freaking Liam Neeson is your father. Malcolm McDowell is the president. The, some of the voices they got in there were awesome. Yeah, yeah. They... I I loved playing that game. I played it as good and as bad saved megaton blew it up yeah bethesda really got their act together with that game and it like is. you know they've done the open world thing before like <laughs> with the elder scrolls yeah. and the earlier fallouts they've done the open world but i think that game is what really made them perfect the whole open world it really did it really, did. It, really I mean, did. it is it's it is it is my favorite per- it's uh, i'm looking at my list yeah it's my favorite open world game i love it i still play it i got the game of the year edition and that totally like redefined it for me because now yeah. you can go into a spaceship you can go to pittsburgh you can go down to like a swamp and all that yeah it's I, so cool i can totally um, see how that made your list i uh i got i have new vegas and i really don't like it that much i mean i don't know why i haven't played it that much but it just doesn't seem as like personal as fallout 3 did right because you're starting out in Fallout 3, it's like the birth of your character. You're growing up with this kid. With Fallout New Vegas, you're just a dude who... Getting shot getting, in the face. Exactly, in the beginning of the game. You have no clue what's going on. You don't really get to connect with this guy. And story is a big thing. <laughs> Blam! Yeah, with my games. But uh, Fallout 3, yeah, I love it. Um, it's epic. You like it too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love yeah. Fallout 3. It, it didn't make my list, but, you know. I definitely... I definitely really enjoyed that game. I love it. That was a game. good one. For sure. All right. Number three. Now we're getting down to the wire. My number three is the game I grew up with. I mean, you know, Mario 64, I grew up playing that, but this game I played way more than Mario 64. And at one point, I could tell you where everything was. (laughs) Wow. And it's Zelda The Ocarina of Time. And, like, I could tell you where every chest was. I could tell you what blades of grass to cut to get rupees. Wow. Like, granted, I haven't played it in quite some time. I just picked it back up, actually, last week. Oh, really? Yeah, and I've been starting to play it again. And um, I loved it. The game takes forever to play. You have three temples that you have to do as a kid. Mm. And then you have, like, two more after that as a kid. And there's, like, seven more as an adult, plus the main castle fight that you have to go through. Yeah all the items you can get and it was just one of those games you could just sit down play it for and just say you know i gotta stop at this time and the next thing you know it's like nine o'clock at night and you've been <laughs> playing for six hours oh i hear you it's one of those games you could just totally get caught up in and i loved it and like you know the story was a little weird growing up like you know now that i'm older i can follow it a lot better and like understand really what's going on but as a kid you know it was just ton of fun you could you know use your little ocarina to warp places yeah exactly. play cool songs and make stuff up and have a dancing scarecrow and whatnot mm. they um have you played on the 3ds yet i haven't i don't oh. have a 3ds oh that I, ha- I don't see the allure of it but that'll be another episode oh yeah but i i've um i've uh i've seen i played it a little bit uh, when i was working at best buy and i've never been a zelda fan but it, I can, I could see myself getting into that one day. Yeah, that one is definitely one that I recommend people check out. I mean, and that's like these, yeah. these games. My top three are definitely games that I would recommend 
to pretty much any kind of player because they lend themselves, mm. with the exception of shooter players, yeah, to really, you know, you can lose yourself in them no matter what kind of player you are with the exception of shooters. Because yeah. I found shooter players really hate practically every other game. Now mm-hmm. I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for that. Yeah. Those are just the shooter players I know. So I'm sure there's send, those of you out send, there. Send your criticisms to GameQuadPodcast at gmail.com. And I will... <laughs> we will read them and we, we will, will score, Chris. And I will be put it to burn at the stake for that exactly. comment. But... Exactly. But, and if you're and if you really call me out on it, we oh, might mention you in an episode. So we will send those really oh, yeah, creative insults in. Oh yeah, please. You, I want to hear some. You send things. an email. We will read it on the air, so everyone will know. Um, yeah. But did you know that recently, Nintendo uh, revealed the Zelda timeline? Did you see it? I didn't see it. I the only time I ever think of the Zelda timeline is going back to that zero punctuation guy when he yeah. tries to put it all together. I thought it was hilarious. The angry video game nerd tried to do it once. Yeah, and it's really yeah. really and it's hilarious. But and now they released it, and I I look at it, and Ocarina of Time really is the it. What happens in Ocarina of Time says what's going to happen through the rest of the game, right? The rest of the series, because the game, the first game, Skyward Sword, Sword is the new one, right? Right. That is actually at the beginning of the series. Really? That is the number. That's where it starts out, right after really? the world is created. I know. I haven't shown him this yet. But, um. Wow. That's. Like, this is me and my honest reactions to this. I haven't yeah. seen this yet. At the middle of the timeline, it breaks off into where the hero time is defeated and where the hero time is, dis- is successful. Right. Depending on what happens in Ocarina of Time. Right. Where it's successful, that's where we get linked to the past and the original zeldas right when it is um that's when it's defeated when it's successful that's where you get majora's mask and twilight right. princess and all that stuff so really ocarina of time is the one it, what happens to that depends on what's going to happen in the zelda right universe that's interesting. And it's kind of interesting i mean that is i've um i played the original nes game and i thought that was pretty cool really retro yeah, see, um, that was the first one that I bought on the Wii Virtual Console. Oh, really? The original that's, Zelda. That's my next purchase I plan on. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to argue with there because a lot of people love Zelda. Oh, yeah. That's right up there. Um, alrighty. Well, well, my number three, it's another thing that a lot of people like. A lot of people love this franchise. My number three is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Haha, <laughs> yes. Oh, I just said that game and I got goosebumps. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have love you played, this. Have you played the Old Republic yet? I have. Oh my That's goodness. The, thing. the Old Republic, <sighs> I'm, for those of you who haven't played it, I'm warning you now, it is legal meth. It is. You will not stop playing no, that, this that, game. Like, that, I have to, my neighbor is way into it. Like, I've played a little bit of it, but we have to literally drag him by his ankles away from his computer to get him to go out and stop playing. See, that's this what, This game yeah. will take your life away. That's my fear. That's why I, well, A, I don't have a computer strong enough to play it. I, I'm, I will, I do want to get into it, but that's my fear, is that I will get sucked into there. Right. And I will become, like, one of those World of Warcraft guys who uh, don't eat or sleep for days. This game really lends itself to creating those. It really does. It's amazing. It's but, so good. But where it started, this whole uh, Old Republic franchise, was the original Knights of the Old Republic. And this game, people, I swear, I love Star Wars. This game kicks all the other Star Wars movie stories butt. Oh, I love sure. this game. Um, it came out in 2003. I think I got it that year. Uh-huh. And I literally, I 
played it like nonstop. The story is so good. It's one of those games where you can go and talk to characters. You don't have to and get to know them. And I was seriously invested in almost every one of these characters. I just wanted to get to know them, get to talk to them, see what's going on, go to the different worlds. The one of the I'm gonna this is a spoiler. So if you haven't played Knights of the Old Republic, skip over like thirty seconds. The has one of the biggest video game twists through the whole thing to the through the whole in the, like the whole video game in universe through the whole game they're talking about the sith lord who is named darth malik his master was named darth revan you, you assume it says that darth revan was killed by the jedi so you and that malik took over biggest biggest thing ever right around near the end of the game around the middle near the end you have a revelation that you yourself, the character you created, you designed, you're playing as, is Darth Revan. Mm -hmm. You are the dark, uh, former Dark Lord of the Sith. And that just blew my mind. I literally, I got goosebumps talking about it. It just, <laughs> it blew my mind. And then from there, everyone starts like saying, uh, referring to you as Revan and all that. And I'm just like, wow, this is weird. And then another thing about the whole game, I mean, that's just huge. Another thing about the game, you get to choose whether you want to be on the light side or the dark side, which is kind of normal now with like Fallout and um, some of the new RPGs. Right. But when that came out, I hadn't seen that before. Right. So like, I can be good or I can be bad. I hated being bad because literally it hurt me morally. I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I was always a good guy. I tried being bad. I, I was always a good guy for a long time. And then, you know, like, my moral code still stands strong. <laughs> Everything I do in these games that gives you the option to be bad, I would never actually do. Like, I'll tell you a story with one of my games coming up. I would never do it in real life. But in the game, it's just hilarious. Oh. I may be sick and twisted on the inside, but I would never actually do any of the things that I'm sick and twisted about. Oh, that's what he says, folks. Maybe that's with the exception of my pyro tendencies. <laughs> His pyro tendencies. This is the guy who's on your podcast, folks. <laughs> Email. <laughs> Look at it this way. I've never done anything illegal. I don't plan on doing anything illegal. Drugs are bad and stay in school. <laughs> stay in school. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. Um, have you played Knights of the Old Republic? I have. Oh. Of course I have. Of You're course. looking at the kid who loves games like that. I love that game. I seriously, it is one of the best games out there. It took me. It take you. It'll take you forever to beat. I mean, I can get through it pretty fast now. But if it's your first. Time, I just started playing again. I'm 30 hours in, and I'm still not off the Ex first world you go to. Exactly. You can do so much on there. So much you can do in this game, and it's Star Wars, and the story is just epic. The sequel to it is okay but the only problem with it is that i'm not as invested in the characters as i was in the first one right but the first one it's epic i love star wars and i still republic all right what do we on your number two yeah oh we're getting down the wire folks Yay! my number two i'm cheating it's really two games it's the portal series oh series man yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let it be known. We originally recorded another version of this episode. It never made it online because I think it was editing the, issues. No, it was. It was just. It came out and it sounded terrible. Yeah, I'm not it, gonna let you guys listen to something that sounds terrible. Yeah, and I think there was some serious swearing that was done. Yeah, by this fool over here. 
Hey, you did it too. You did it more. I was still, I was still sick. You were still sick, and it just... I was still sick. There was a lot of creaking in the chair I was sitting in. Yeah, so exactly. it just overall was not a very good quality. Yeah. But Jason here had like six series, like six series and two ties <laughs> on his list, and it's like, no, Jason. The whole point of a top ten <laughs> is ten individual games, maybe with one or two ties and one series. Okay, you can cheat. You could cheat. You got it. So right now, I am cheating. I am putting a series on there. The first game was hilarious with all the dark humor with GLaDOS. And it... Oh, the cake is a lie. The cake is a lie. Biggest pop culture reference you'll see out of games. Half the people who say it don't actually know where I it comes from. I don't even know what it means. And honestly, like, the first game... These two games, really, they weren't very big on the replay value. I... Personally, I like to replay games I like. With the Portal series, I really can only replay them every now and again unless I'm showing somebody the game. Mm -hmm. I so, mean, personally, I don't find a lot of replay value in them because it really isn't like a big open-world game yeah. or a game that has once you, some once you know variations. The once you know the puzzles, it. you can get through. Yeah, really once you know the puzzles, you can get through. And I think my fastest time getting through the entire game was like four hours. And the whole game itself, the first time I played it, only took me 16 Whereas, like, you know, Zelda, it takes me, like, 20 hours to play. See, my question is, if it's not replayable, then why is it so hard on your, high on your list? Because it's so easy to fall in love with. Mm -hmm. It's got dark humor. The first game wasn't too long, and it wasn't too short. So, it like, it stayed in your life just the right amount of it time. It didn't overstay its welcome. It didn't overstay its welcome. And, you know, the reason, really, why Portal 1 is so high on my list is... I love the game, and I love all the side chambers that you could do after you beat the game, mm -hmm. and like all the competition stuff. But like, it doesn't have a replay value. I'll go back and I'll replay it once or twice a month or something. Yeah. But the developer commentary, when you go through and play with that, you don't realize how genius this game is until you listen to what the developers did, and all the things they did to get you to be able to figure out the puzzles, but still keep it hard enough to where it takes you a while. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the main things, in the first few chambers, they come up and they straightforward, they tell you, you know, we basically made it to where subconsciously the player will put a portal somewhere because the wall is checkered, whereas the rest of the wall wow. is just plain. Yeah. And it's like, that's really brilliant, if it you think is. about it. And, like, you go through the rest of the game, and, like, halfway through the game, they get rid of that because the puzzles can be solved in more than one way. But, yeah. like, in the beginning, they can only be solved one specific way. And it's genius. And, like, in order to get you to look up in one of the levels, you have to look up to shoot a portal, and you wouldn't realize it without the subtle cues mm -hmm. of the dark going to lighter. I mean, it's... They did a really good job. And then Portal 2 is just freaking hilarious. It has a multi-player feature. It has the goos and stuff. And mm -hmm. I loved it. That game, unfortunately, I sold it so I could get, you know... <laughs> what is with you, boy? You're just selling all these good games you love. Yeah, I know. It's... To get more games, yeah, exactly. I sold it to get the next game on my list. Your number which one. Which I am Wait. never selling, ever. Okay, there you go. <laughs> a, because it's not mine. I mean, my parents kind of paid for most of it. I helped Aww. with selling Portal 2. That's so nice. But, like, if you look at my family, my whole family is just a family of gamers. Mm -hmm. And this, my number one is probably, if we were to ask my family, everybody would have it on their number one. It's mm -hmm. just amazing. Anybody who's played it and invested in it, the next game would be number one. But, like, these games, the Portal series, I love them. They're hilarious with the dark humor. And then adding Wheatley in at the end, 
having him be so stupid mashed with the supercomputer that's like a genius and then the player being in the middle uh-huh. it was like perfect it was a broad spectrum and it was great oh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bad bad you for that no i mean that's a great series and i'm not sure they're gonna continue mm-hmm. i mean i would think so i, I would think they're gonna try and i want to third one out and i want to try it i mean i really really do want to try it right so one of these days i will try portal and who knows it may end up in my top 20 or whatever because god let's not do a top 20 episode <laughs> no take too long I mean, look at this terrible. we're already pushing like an hour, an hour and 10 hour and 10 minutes and we aren't even done yet um all right and we're on our on our last games here but uh you're okay. number two sir okay my number two, like I just gave you crap for having a series, which I'm not going to really give you crap. That's a cool series. My number two is the one series on here, uh, and I, I kept uh, it to one series. But, so much crap. But anyone who's played the series will totally understand why. My number two is the Metal Gear Solid series. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's a good series. That is a good series. That's a good one. See, the, uh, Mr. Chris here is the one who got me into it. Not because he showed me how to play it. Uh, on my birthday, he got me PlayStation Network points for mm-hmm. uh, for my birthday, and I bought the me- uh, first Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation, and I fell in love with this game. I tried to play it when I was younger, when I was a younger kid, and I couldn't get into it. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't. I thought it's just run and gun. You have to sneak. Um, um, so that's what I was doing. I was just failing and failing. And then now that I'm older, I played it. The story is amazing. Once I played uh, the first one, I went on and ordered number two and three for the PS2, uh, and I played my way through those. And before I was even done with three, I'm like, okay, I gotta get number four before I finish three because I gotta move right on to four. And it has this is the best story I've ever heard in any medium, whether it be books, film, video games, whatever. I know it's a huge statement, but it truly is. If you, it can get confusing at times, but if you really pay attention, you really play through all the games, it's so epic. I mean, the first one, you're playing a solid snake. The second one, it throws you a loop, you plays this guy riding. The third one, it takes you back to the 60s, and you're playing as the, as the guy that was uh, the best soldier of all time that was a clone, snake was cloned from. Then number four, your back is solid snake in the future. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's so epic. I love the sneaking. I love the characters. That's something maybe in the future that we could do. Our top ten, like, favorite game characters. Yeah, yeah. I love the characters in Metal Gear Solid. Top ten most hated characters. That's, <laughs> I think from this podcast, you could definitely know one of the characters <laughs> on my list. But anyway, I... I actually just recently got the Metal Gear Solid HD collection where it came with 2, 3, and Peace Walker for the PS3, and I love it. It is so epic. I can't wait to see more. They've already announced Metal Gear Solid Ri- Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, I think is what it's called. Yep. You get to play as Raiden as like a ninja, which I'm just stoked for because anything Metal Gear, I'll play. Yes, Chris is a ninja. Thank you for showing <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Metal for those Gear- of you that yeah. want to know, I'm wearing a shirt that says, trust me, I'm a ninja. I'm gonna smack you. <laughs> but um, have you? What about? What do you think about Metal Gear Solid? Um, I had honestly, that's one of the ones that I do really want to play, mm-hmm. just because like everybody I've known, including Jason, who's ever played it, has nothing but good things to say about oh. it. I mean, I've played a little bit of four, 
I've seen you play one. one, yeah, and I think it's definitely one of those games that I could get into. It, it is. looks it's really good. So cool. It does. Uh, it, it's so epic. Um, I just it, it like I, it is my number two, so it's not the best. It's not number one, but number one. I'm gonna tell you just before we get into our number ones. My number one, I don't think will ever be taken off the number one post. Like, I truly don't think it will ever get defeated because still nowadays i love this game but before we get to that we gotta hear what your number one is sir what is the game that's your number one that you love among all others and how new is it <laughs> um it's pretty much brand new i oh. mean oh my goodness it's for those of you who have probably already figured it out it's skyrim the yes. Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Oh my god. <laughs> I cannot stop playing this game. I've had it since it came out. I've invested like 150 hours into this game. I mean, my dude is a Nord. He's a beast. I've got the best armor that you can make in the game. I've enchanted that armor. I've got... I freaking punch dragons to death in this game, okay? Whoa. Chill out. Beast. This game is so good. The story, it's just, it's something that you get into. And my favorite part about this game, not too many games do this these days, is once you beat the main story, it doesn't stop. The credits don't roll until you get 100% completion. That's cool. And I love that because, like, my brother, he went and he beat it before I did. And he came up, he's like, uh, and I'm like, so did you beat it? He's like, yeah, it was epic. And then he's like, but I can keep playing. I'm like, what? What? He's like, yeah, you can keep playing once you beat it. And I'm like, no way. So I went and I beat it, and now I'm doing all the main side quests. Like, I'm the leader of the Thieves Guild in Riften. I'm the leader of the Dark Brotherhood, which is the assassin guys. I'm the leader of the Companions, which is, like, the main guy. So I'm like, I'm doing really well for myself. I'm Thane in three of the nine cities, so I can pretty much get out of any trouble I want. And for and giggles, this is the thing I was referencing to earlier. I would never do this in real life. But for and giggles, my brother, he's like, dude, I just slaughtered, like, the entire town of Riften. Or not Riften, um, Falkreath. I'm like, why? And he's like, I don't know. You should do something fun like that. I'm like, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll go and punch orphans to death. Wow. What a good game. <laughs> so I run into the Honor Hall Orphanage in Riften. And, you know, I put all my weapons away, and I just start pummeling these little kids. Okay. Yes. And play oh, Skyrim. They, they, they can't die. Okay. You can't hurt them. So I'm in there just, like, punching these kids. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me get this straight. You love Sky. One of the reasons you love Skyrim is because you can't kill orphans. You can't you kill love, any you... of the kids. You can't kill any of the kids. So say a dragon <laughs> comes in, the dragon will eat everybody but the kids. <laughs> I mean, granted, what I did was not the greatest of all things to do, but it, I just wanted to see what would happen. And then I bribed a guard to let me go. <laughs> so not only did I beat these little kids up, I didn't get in trouble for it, because I had a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I bribed the guard. But <laughs> afterwards, one of the kids walks up to my character, looks at me, and he says, yeah, they don't generally like letting strangers in here because they're afraid they'll hurt us. I'm like... Duh. Duh. He's like, but I think strangers are nice. Uh, oh, you're good. I'm like, you're did gone. you not just get my fist in your <laughs> face five seconds ago, kid? I am not a nice person. Okay. Off a little tangent there. Why Why do you love this game? 
Like, just what isn't there to love about it? That's my issue is the world is absolutely ginormous. Mm. I mean, it takes you three hours to go from, like, halfway across the map to all the way. Like, you start dead center of this map. It's going to take you, like, three hours to get to um, the furthest reach, which is Morthal. It's going to take you forever to get there unless you have a horse or a carriage or you've already been there and can fast travel. Fast travel. And there's so much stuff to do. Like, I, we have the Collect Edition guide, okay? This thing is, like, thicker than my Bible at home. Wow. This thing is the Skyrim player's Bible. I mean, it is, I think, 800 pages worth of stuff. Mm -hmm. And a good 600 of those pages are just quests. God. Like, you look in the front of the book, and it's, like, three pages of, like, size four font. Wow, just that is insane. See, and like I've done quite a bit. Like I think I'm only like 25% into the game, and I've, I don't know, I've spent 150 hours. I'm 25% done with this game. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And one of the things that I like, in the words of Ben Crawshaw, the dude who does zero punctuation, Gosh. you don't have to do what the game tells you to do. You could hike 76 miles the opposite direction, put a pot on a wolf's heads. And kick it in the gonads until it howls itself deaf. God, what, I mean, what a you game! You can do the most random things. Game. I went. I saw a video of this dude. He was playing it on the on the PC, and in the PC they leave the developer's console open so you can hack basically hack the game without hacking the game. Yeah. And he goes up to the top of this mountain, gives himself a hundred thousand cheese wheels yeah and just watches them roll down the mountain lovely you just do the weirdest things you can attack goats you can make goats attack bears you can okay <laughs> besides the random stuff story-wise story-wise the game it's just it starts out basically like every other uh game you are a prisoner mm-hmm. and you, there's no reason behind it you don't know why uh-huh. You don't even know what your character's name is or what he looks like. Mm-hmm. And in this game, if you haven't played it, there's going to be a lot of spoilers coming up. Okay? Oh, goodness. You get there, and they're executing the people that you're riding with. And you're like, oh, boy, the game's going to end before it begins. And literally, your head goes down on the chopping block. You watch the axeman raise his axe, and then a dragon comes. Oh. And, like, lands on this giant tower that you're looking at. And, like, flames everybody, and this huge battle with this dragon goes on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it flies away, and you go, and you continue on your main quest, and it turns out you're this thing called the Dragonborn. Oh. So, like, this whole game, you are the big hero, and you just don't know it until later. And then, at the end, everything comes full circle, and you kill the dragon that saved your life. Because this dragon is Alduin, the world eater. He will destroy the world and the afterlife. Wow. So like it's your job to kill him and uh, you do. That um that does sound epic. Yeah, and like you have to along the way you get all these shouts which is basically your voice is power. And then you get like the elder scroll and you use it and you you know, you meet all these cool people and it's really engaging. Like I found this is just like Zelda. You put it in, you start at 6 a.m. It's going to be like friggin' 9.30 at night when you realize that you need to stop playing and you need food. And you need food. <laughs> and possibly to go to the bathroom. Possibly. <laughs> and oh. then you go back after eating your food and relieving yourself. And you... Pl- wow, Jake. Just go. <laughs> and you play, and then you realize it's like 3 in the morning and you have to work at 6. Exactly. 
I mean, I've played those games like that. It's, your Skyrim to me is like my version of that is Fallout. Fallout yeah, 3. it's one of those games you will and they're Bethesda. It's both Bethesda. It's both Bethesda. They're just good at that. They have gotten this down, and rumor has it they're working on a multiplayer aspect of Skyrim, which to me. I don't know about that. I personally like the single player, but I can see why they would try to put a multiplayer in there. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you don't have, like, a lot of other games, like Fallout, you don't have a set character style that you can go with. Mm -hmm. If, like, halfway through the game you decide, oh, I hate being a warrior, let's go and be a mage. You can go and be a mage. If you want to be a dude that uses fire and ice, you can use fire and ice. If you want to use a mace and a shield, you can do that. If you want to use a bow and then some weird dragon thing in the end of the game, you can use a dragon. Well, it's obvious a lot of people like this game. I mean, oh. I'm on I'm on Facebook and they're just I have my all, we're having all, wars. People on are just, Facebook. Exactly. Whose character is better? Exactly, and it's just insane. It's one of those things. Uh, I haven't played it. I would like to play. I tried playing Oblivion just a few weeks ago. I couldn't get into it. It Oblivion, just, and, honestly, to me, out of the three that I've played, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, yeah. Oblivion is the one that's the hardest to get into. Is it? To me. Morrowind was really good. I have the Game of the Year edition of that on my PC, and I have put countless hours into that one as well. Yeah. But Skyrim, by far, you get into it pretty much right from the beginning, and the characters that you come across are highly memorable. Like, each character you come across that's a main part of the story, mm -hmm. they develop them really well. They give you background. They give you, you know, their plans and goals. You can choose if you want to be on the Imperials or on the Stormcloaks. Yes. It's basically, like, going to, you know, polar reference you would understand is Star Wars, you mm -hmm. know, the Imperials or the Rebels. And yeah. You can choose who you want to be. And if you decide later on you don't want to, you can quit and go join the other people. <laughs> I mean, it's a great game all around, and everybody's experience is going to be different. The first 40 hours for me mm -hmm. is going to be totally different from the first 40 hours of any of our listeners exactly. or you. And I do love games like that. That is, it, it sounds epic. I really do want to get into it. I mean, when I was working at Best Buy, that was the most pre-ordered game out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I plan on trying it one of these days, and I'm sure I'll agree with you, because I do love Bethesda. I just couldn't get into Oblivion. And therefore, I assumed I wouldn't get into Skyrim. Oh no, you'll get you'll get into Skyrim, no problem. Uh, all right, all right. That's enough of my ranting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, it's he time was for you to rant. <laughs> oh yeah, my number one game. If you know me, you know what this is. This game, I don't think will ever be taken off my number one. If it does, that game must be in incredible, in incredibly incredible. Because <laughs> this this my number one game is so good. My number one game is, let's all say now, Resident, Resident Evil 4. Of course. <laughs> of course. I love Resident Evil 4. I Like I said, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. I've loved it. The first game I ever played was Resident Evil 1 for the PlayStation. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds weird. I was three years old, and that was the first game I played. And I loved it. And then Resident Evil 4 came out. It's really different from like the puzzle solving and the really a third camera uh, perspective uh, still backgrounds from Res the other Resident Evil games which I know a lot of the fans of the series don't very much care for it but I loved it I, I loved it because I, lo I hadn't played many shooters before that so this was really my first big shooter that I got into and it was 
so epic. It had Leon back from Resident Evil 2. It had Ada in there, which I was just geeking out. <laughs> I loved it. And Wesker. We Flipping Wes Wesker. Wesker, my favorite. I Wesker is my favorite character in fiction. I love Albert Wesker. If he's betrayed in films and books, because they're Resident Evil books, the games, I just love him. And he has a smaller role in it, but what he he's undercover in the background but that's cool that's what wesker does he doesn't have to do the dirty grunt work um but the game itself has so many different locations you go from a locations it goes from a village of crazy villagers to a old castle where uh, this freaky midget is called salazar <laughs> it's just an awesome character creep uh then you go to an island and they're the cool. It's, there's no zombies in the game. There are these mind-controlled villagers. Which, when you think about it, it's really sad. That yeah. like you feel. I feel more bad about these guys than I obviously than I did about the zombies, just because this is against their own will, and they're still human. They're not zombies. And it's just it's it it's so cool. You have chainsaw wheel, wielding bad guys. The, the uh, flipping El Gigante giant things you yeah, have to fight. Yeah. The hated those i know the do there are dogs that are in there uh, so so many so many different weapons from pitchforks to sights and uh flipping whatever things they're called where you twirl around there's a ball in the mace the mace that is it not, no, no not it's a mace. mace it's a mace it's a type of mace. it's a type of mace yeah um it's ball and chain the old ball and chain but <laughs> no, Resident. I discovered it uh, 2006. It came out in 2005 on my 13th birthday. Chris was there, yes, and uh, yes, I was. He got to experience I fell that. With that game oh too. man, I, I, I such a great game. Literally, at one time, actually now I own three different versions of the game. I own That's it. Right. I own it on the Wii. I own it on the GameCube, and I used to own it on the PS2. But uh, like I said, I. I already have it, so I don't need that one. But now I own it on the PS3. <laughs> it's downloaded <laughs> on there because I just love it so much. The characters, the the story is really cool. I mean, Resident Evil Five story I really do love because it's more canon, sticking with what's going on. Resident Evil Four story it takes a back seat and it, it does its whole new story. But I really like it. I like what's going on. I like how you never know what locate location you're going to go to from the beginning where you're in this little village you will never think by the end of the game you're going to be fighting guys with chain guns on an island yeah. with a with a boss battle with a dude who has his arm mutate and you have to fight him and it's just it's so it's so epic it's so good it's perfection in my mind nothing can get better than resident Evil. i'm planning on playing it tonight actually and <laughs> <laughs> that game i will literally no joke like, this isn't an exaggeration. I've probably beaten it over 100 times. I've gotten it to where, with the certain weapons and the certain right circumstances, I can beat it within roughly an hour, uh, two hours, two hours to two and a half hours. Within that range, I can get that game beat, which is insane. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first part of the game, the village part, I can get, with, get through within... 35 minutes yeah and that's the first third of the game yeah and i'm i love it um that's my game that's the game i can say i will i will kick your ass in. i'm sure there are other players out there better than me but 
I'm just saying that local here in my little town, I'm probably the best Resident Evil 4 I player. I would know firsthand. We had a race. Oh on yeah. One of his birthdays. Oh yeah. And I had the GameCube. He had the Wii. Wii, yeah. He got me the Wii now, version. Now the parameters were. I wasn't very good at this game, so the parameters were. I got the Chicago typewriter. Oh and yeah. The unlimited rocket launcher. Exactly. But I had to collect every single collectible item. Yeah. All the blue. Coin things. Coins, the treasure, all the treasures. All the treasures. You know, I had to collect everything. Whereas he didn't have unlimited ammo. Yeah, I had to start over from the beginning. All, and it was starting from the beginning. Right from the beginning, us. yeah, exactly. And he just went through. He didn't have to collect everything, and he he had to he couldn't use the Chicago typewriter or the unlimited rocket launcher. <laughs> we both were neck and neck like the entire game. <laughs> yeah. And then like right at the end of the castle, <laughs> I got up and we decided, hey, let's take a quick break. You know. Let's go eat some food, watch a quick episode or something, just so we can kind of relax Yeah, a little exactly. Bit, it was getting pretty tense. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, you know what? Yeah, I'll let my buddy play. Yeah, we have our buddy over there, Phil, who who hasn't touched a Resident Evil game in his life. We Not were, only we, did he mess me up, he, he ran to the complete start. He went to the start of, of the, the castle. The half of the game. Exactly, to the start of it. And <laughs> I'm just sitting there. I think it's hilarious. And I had to run through the entire castle again. And let's just say I, I, I kicked his butt. Yeah, after that, he kicked my butt. But there still, was no way I was going to catch I him. I mean, but then again, you think about it. I'm starting with the normal weapons right from the beginning. You have the Chicago typewriter. I'm cheating. He's cheating. He well, you're using the uh, the weapon, the infinite weapons in the game. Right. I'm starting from the beginning, and I'm still neck and neck with you. Yeah. And I'm and, and then I surpassed. Granted, yeah. I knew I I had played it enough to where I knew where everything was, and if I didn't know, Jason was kind enough to tell yeah, me. Yeah, I knew I know where everything is. Like he knows where it all is. Like, like the, he, <laughs> if I didn't know, he was kind enough to tell me. So, like, it was neck and neck. I mean, that's just how good he is. I mean, we're playing, I'm cheating, he's not, and he's still keeping right up with me. I love, I mean, seriously, it's a very, I mean, it's not open world, so it's not like Fallout or Skyrim, per se. Right. But it's so replayable for me because, okay, I want to go through the game just using a handgun, which I've done. I want to, yeah, exactly. I've done that. I want to go through the game. I've gone through the game where I've used, I believe I used, um, I had the Magnum with, uh, uh, with uh, you know, in the game, you don't get very much Magnum ammo. I had the Magnum fully upgraded, so I had that and nothing else. The knife and the Magnum. And I went through the whole game with that. And, they, and that was seriously one of the hardest things I ever did. But I love it. And I, I'm like, okay, now I want to go through the, with the laser gun and just kick all guys' butts. Right. The mercenaries, after you beat it. Uh, Simon Ada, the separate ways story. Um, the movie viewer, you can view all the movies, and I, I it just there's so much, and I absolutely, I absolutely love it. I mean, I can't, I can't say how much I love this game enough, but it is so epic. And now that I've done my rant, and we're over an hour and a half, we have just a little more to say, and then we'll let you guys go. You've Couple been... honorable mentions. Honorable mentions for Chris. What are some of your honorable mentions? Um, Donkey Kong sixty four. I oh, love yeah. the game, but it gets really frustrating for me at times. Mm-hmm. Starcraft 2 for the reason I stated back when I when we started the podcast yeah. it's just I didn't like the graphics graphical switches although and the story just didn't seem to grab at me very mm-hmm. much and I loved playing from the point of view of like the Zerg and the and the um shoot I never played the alien dudes so I don't even remember their name mm-hmm. but like you don't get to do that in Starcraft 2 
And then there's the entire Mario Party series. Oh yeah, everyone loves Mario. Those Party. were awesome. I I have pretty I've had at some point pretty much every single one of them, mm-hmm. and I love them. And I still play the old ones, and I still play the brand new ones. And then there's Fallout Three, which, which Jason yeah, mentioned. Yeah, I love I that. I mean, great game that would have made my list if you know I hadn't played a couple of the other. Yeah, games. exactly. And then there's one. <laughs> I don't think I ever would have played it. If Jason hadn't done what he did, okay? So I came over one day, and it was, I think, either Halloween or the day before Halloween. Yeah, it was right around Halloween. It was right around Halloween, and we decided we're going to have a scary game night. And Jason comes up to me, he's like, dude, this is like the scariest game I've ever played. And I look at it as Dino Crisis for the PlayStation 1. I'm like... How on earth is this scary? And I still don't think it is. <laughs> I wouldn't love this game if Jason hadn't have played with it, played with me the first time. We played through the whole thing in one night. Okay, like, so literally. yeah, I, I lied. This is the other game besides um, Halo Reach that I've played all the way through in one. Exactly, time. we played. I he I and, had I had well let me I had him on the internet looking up how to get through the game. Oh my just god, it was really hard. Then we get to the T Rex. <laughs> And this kid, I'm not even kidding you. We get to the T-Rex, and the T-Rex first pops his head in. He almost freaking knocked the couch over, and he jumped so bad. <laughs> and every time we would hear the T-Rex, he'd get, I would just he would freak. freak out. And he'd, like, become really paranoid. And so, like, I would do my... If you've ever seen any of the, um... Any of them, actually. Any of the paranormal activities. You know what the Toby noise is. If you've seen the third one, you know the ghost is Toby. But if you haven't seen the third one, that's what they call him, is Toby. But they don't know what his name is, and they don't call it anything. But he always makes that noise. And so every time it was, like, really quiet, I just, me sitting in my corner, make the noise. And Jason would freak out because he thought it was the freaking T-Rex. Because I'm all in-depth in the game. I'm paying attention because I'm I do, unlike Resident Evil, I don't know this game. I don't know what's going on. And then I would hear that and I would freak out. I'd be like watching the game and then I'm like, oh, damn you. <laughs> but you gotta remember, this is PlayStation 1 graphics, so it's not even like it's that scary. It freaked me out. And then we get to the end. <laughs> the boss fight. Yeah, and I kid you not, the words that came out this kid's mouth. Okay, okay, let me set this up. Let me set it up for you. The, the end of the you have a the end of the game. You have a T Rex chasing you, and it's like really down a river. Down a river. You're in a hovercraft, and you're, it's really intense. And I'm just like, oh darn it! And then out of nowhere, the T Rex. It doesn't look like he's walking anymore. It looks like he's just gliding in the water towards you. And I just start mumbling and freaking out. I'm like, so was that a dinosaur on a surfboard? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Literally, I lost my mind. I'm like, what is going on? And Chris is over here dying. Like he is. I am about ready to pee my pants. He, he, I am laughing his, so hard. His face is just red from laughter, and I'm just like, oh my god. I can't breathe. I'm about to wet myself. I am laughing so hard, at this. and I just freak out because I hate the T-Rex. I'm like, oh man, he's dead. No, here he comes, surfboard and dinosaur. <laughs> and like. I don't think I ever would have liked that game unless Jason played it with me. <laughs> like, now that he's with me, every time I play, all I think of is his reaction. Di- <laughs> and the surfboard and dinosaur. <laughs> what are your honorable mentions? <sighs> Sorry. If he doesn't stop, if he doesn't die first. <laughs> um, oh, all right. 
<sighs> Honorable mentions for me. I have a bunch of them, so I'm just going to go through them. Batman Arkham Asylum. I just started playing in October. I love it. It's epic. I'm going to get Arkham City soon. I just want to play Arkham Asylum to get through it. Resident Evil 5. Like mm-hmm. I said, I do love it. It's um right under my top ten. I really do like it. And then Resident Evil 2, 3, and Code Veronica. I really do like the Resident Evil, Resident Evil series. The only problem with the Resident Evil series is it's not always consistent. Right. Because every Resident Evil 4 you get, you get a Resident Evil Survivor. First person shooter on the PlayStation that's just terrible. <laughs> for every Resident Evil 5 you get, you get a Resident Evil Outbreak that just ugh, I don't care for. So that's why I didn't have the Resident Evil series. But I do love the main series, like 1, 2, 3, 4, Code Veronica, and 5. Halo 2, like I said, I loved Halo 2. Spider-Man 2 for PS2 was one of the first open-world games I got to play where you're in New York City swinging around in Spider-Man. I love that game. Grand Theft Auto 4, like I said, I loved it. The Crash Bandicoot series, I mean, classic. That was, I had PlayStation when I was a kid. That's what I had. Uncharted 3, like I mentioned, I love Uncharted 3. It's a very good game. God of War 3, again, I mentioned it. I love that game. Red Action is the first first-person shooter I ever played. Right. And well, I, I remember playing that with you. Yeah, it's a, I mean, you're on Mars, and it's it's really, really cool. It's, it's the first first-person shooter I ever played, so I loved it. Um, let's see. After Red Fa- uh Doom 3. Is, that was a good one. It's I one like of the scariest games I've I still I've think played. the first one is the best out of the, the Doom The original Dooms are great. Doom 3 I just I really got into because it was really creepy. Uh, Mass Effect. Oh, I love Mass Effect. Oh my now God. Chris is thinking over, should I put Mass Effect 2 on my list? <laughs> oh, and the third one's coming out in February. Oh, I know. I can't wait. See, that's the thing. I love the first Mass Effect, and it the Mass Effect series could possibly get into my top ten, but I haven't played the second one yet. I plan on, because um, I want to play it before 3 comes out, right. get that going, oh, and um, and Infamous. I just I got into Infamous earlier this year, another open world game. Uh, it's really cool. Like it's, it, I I wouldn't say average. I wouldn't say average because it isn't average because you're shooting lightning bolt out of your fingers. Right. But if like, it, it's really really good. It's just it gets repetitive after a while. I haven't beat it yet. I haven't touched it in a while. But it is really good. Right. All right. Woo. Wow. If you guys, if you guys stuck through with that, you guys are congratulations. Troopers. Way to be. Oh my goodness. My. Heck, we barely survived. Exactly. My hysterical laughing in our top ten favorite games of all time. And Ugh. now, just to mention something, if you see us right now... Hopefully they don't see us. Yeah, well, if you could <laughs> see us right now. I'm using a piece of paper with horribly scribbled notes on it. And Jason's sitting here with his iPhone. It's just like this nice little notepad. And it's like... I have them all in order. Mine's all folded up. And it's got notes on the back of it. And it's got, like, on the front, just, like, randomly hastily scribbled things. Yeah. He had to put... He had to get his top ten list together right before, right when he came over, because... That's probably he, why the Mass Effect series never made it on it. Okay, you know what? <laughs> He's putting... Editing time! I am going to take everything from Ocarina of Time, kick out StarCraft, shift it down one. Yeah, exactly. Mass Effect series is my number three. Number three? All right. Yeah, because that, I fell in, like, I got the first one. I thought it was slow at first, and then I really got into it. Mm -hmm. And, like, the second one, I played it all the way through in, like, three days. Granted, I, you know, took a break and slept. Yeah. 
but like I don't know that those were some great. They games. are they're great games. Um, but yeah, we're at uh we're at almost an hour and forty five minutes on this Holy episode, <laughs> so we really kept you guys a while. So let's just um I'll give our out our email address again. It's a uh, gamequadpodcast at gmail dot com. Right. We're also on Facebook. You just look up the Game Quad, and we'll pop up there. Um, you can like us, follow us. We'll be posting stories on our next episodes and such because right now we're going to discuss it at the show but we don't know what our next episode is right now right. but we'll post it on the Facebook wall um, make sure to send us emails we really do want to figure out if you guys like the show what we can change because we're willing to change right. uh, a, a little we'll alter some stuff because we really want to give you guys what you want if you have game recommenda- recommendations send them our way if we, we'll try to get a hold of them and play them and review them on the show Right? that'd be really really awesome yeah and if you really want to send hate mail to me, please. please. I want to. He I will... want to see. We will have a competition for <laughs> fame. Okay, we can't. We're poor. I'm a college kid. Obviously, I'm broke. We'll send you a gift on Facebook. We will honor you by reading your insult <laughs> and giving your name if you so desire. <laughs> but the best insults to me will get something. because of my psychotic tendencies of punching orphans I, if you, and whoever sends the generalizations best, of shooter players for you whoever sends the best i will punch chris in the stomach on air and let you listen to oh god <laughs> that, why but really i i will say that every email that you send we will read every email on the show that is the i, I am gonna say that right because because really i mean obviously we, and there will be special episodes depending on the email flow that we get i mean if we only get a few then yeah we'll read them all and if we can't read Once them all we'll, starts... we'll we'll start um separate we'll do a few this episode we'll have to save some for the next episode yeah and then and if it, it gets to be a lot we'll just dedicate an entire and it, show episode. an email show i mean i i listen to a few podcasts and they do that every once in a while so yeah so if you send an email it will get read on the show for sure unless you tell us directly that you don't, you don't want, want it. this is email. just for us we won't yeah. read it on there if you um, request us to not read it on air, we won't read it on air. We'll respect your privacy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely. Uh, we really want to know what you guys think. Well, um, is there anything else you have to say? Um, Yeah. What would you like to say? Going back to the beginning with our news, if you guys want to stop SOPA, yeah. then I'm not even kidding. I am all for this. Write to your congressman. You know, if you go to thatguywiththeglasses.com, when you open up his site, it le- it gives you a pop-up, tells you where to go to write to your congressman. We need to stop this bill, otherwise we'll get shut down. We could get shut down, yeah. You know, YouTube could easily be shut down. Exactly. Facebook, Twitter, everything could get shut down, so. Exactly. Defend write, your- to your, write to your congressman, defend your rights to protesting, defend your rights to, you know, unfortunately piracy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, things like that, you know. Let them know yeah. that we do not appreciate this bill. Defend your freedoms. Let the internet stay free. And you know, if you think we're wrong, let us. Yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. I, I mean, mean, we want to. We hear really do want to hear sides of this argument. Exactly. I mean, we may disagree with you, but that's the thing. Everyone can have their opinion. Yeah, everyone's entitled to their opinion. We may disagree. We're not. Gonna we're, call not you gonna, we're not going to. We're that. not going to do that. We're not going to call you out. Exactly. You know, just we want to hear both sides. Alrighty, for sure. I mean. Huh, we're over an hour and 45, so I think maybe we should end this sucker, huh? Yeah, I think, it, I think it's time to come to a close Alrighty. and stay tuned for our next episode. Exactly. Well, Whatever it may be. Signing off, my name is Jason. And I am Chris. You guys have a good one.